0: Throughout our schooling experience, we'll see many students who do things that are disruptive, hurtful, and kind of watch students make overall poor choices. Schools will most likely address these issues in the form of punishment, whether that be through a detention, a call home, suspension, or even in severe cases, expulsion. So recently, schools have tried to implement the use of zero tolerance policies. So what zero tolerance is, is it's a discipline policy that practices And mandates predetermined consequences, which are typically severe, um, in response to types of student misbehavior. And usually these severe punishments kind of don't take into consideration the context or rationale for the behavior. Um, So when I had the opportunity to observe the inner workings of a middle school social studies classroom, it was really interesting. Of course, the kids love to be social, talkative, and they're really just learning how to be their own person at this stage in their life. At this age, there's definitely a big difference between students and their overall development and maturity. You see kids who fall on the complete opposite sides of this spectrum. So with that being said, when I was observing a student, to teacher interactions, I noticed how one student in particular was always kind of, you know, the troublemaker. He liked to stir the pot and make things difficult for the other classmates and the teacher, and the student never really did his homework and struggled academically. It was apparent that his home life could have the potential to be rough, and school was kind of just his outlet. It was his safe place. So just by being able to observe that about the student and know that about him, And I could tell that, and so then rather than sitting down and talking with the student and getting to the bottom of these pertinent issues, the teacher continually decides to engage in a yelling match, or call the school officer to come pick him up, or just make the student go and sit out in the hallway for the rest of the class. And yes, while these forms of punishment immediately fix the problem in the short term, my question is how is this form of punishment affecting the student in the long term? In Jessica Gonzalez's podcast, Repairing Harm, A Better Alternative to Punishment, she discusses the negative sides of enforcing such a strict policy. She mentions how punishments don't really do anything to address or correct the source of the misbehavior, and most of the time they do nothing to fix any damage that may be caused by it. So not only do these exclusionary punishments, like suspensions, create their own set of problems— But students who are removed from the class will also miss instruction, become behind on material, which makes them more susceptible to failing academically and even dropping out. And the issue with this is that when there are higher dropout rates, that means we're putting more and more students in the school-to-prison pipeline. And this can be seen in a study conducted by Christopher Dunbar and Francisco Vieira from Michigan State University. These two noted how when youth fall behind in their age cohorts, they are significantly more likely to drop out of school or experience failure on their return to school. And typically, they engage in a higher proportion of juvenile acts, eventually ending up in the juvenile justice system. So what this means is that communities who suspend the youth and don't have any alternative way of helping these kids, they're just putting more and more kids into prison. And so the consequences behind implementing zero tolerance policies are oftentimes the punishment is more severe than the perceived violation. The worst part is that the school gets to use discretionary judgment on how each individual student deserves to be punished. And the biggest issue I have with this is that not all behavioral disruptions warrant an extreme discipline. So when teachers in the school are using non-punitive expulsions or suspension as the only way to teach students a lesson, they're actually lacking a deep educational foundation and not promoting the development of the actual student. By influencing these zero-tolerance policies, these schools are just believing that the problem child is always going to be a problem child. And they're missing the opportunity to teach community, moral, and ethical values. And these are being lost by just removing the problem rather than building on a teachable moment. When we have the mentality to just remove the student who misbehaves and that it will discourage them and other students from engaging in the same behavior again, we're just being ignorant. And the thing is, ignorance isn't always bliss. In an article written by Nina Passero, an author from Applied Psychology Opus, she mentions how through the intention of zero-tolerance policies, it is to ensure that the school environment is conducive to learning and is safe for every student. And that suspension or expulsion could predispose children to criminal behavior in the future. She also mentions how between 1991 When zero-tolerance policies were first implemented in 1998, incarceration rates increased by 47%, showing that there is a link between zero-tolerance policies and the student's criminal trajectory. The issue here, too, is that when these students drop out, they're no longer being able to to benefit from the protection of education. So when these students are being able to go to school every day, they are able to stay off the street, and foster positive peer relationship. And when the students don't have these, they could be more likely to commit a crime in the future. Education and keeping students in school can be a protective factor for criminal behavior. As future educators, it's imperative for us to prevent the school-to-prison pipeline and install a more socially just way of educating our students on poor behavior. We can achieve this by taking the time to understand and get to know every one of our students through relationship building and realizing that not every situation can be repaired in the same fashion. Having empathy and kindness as a teacher can be some of the most important things you can bring to the table. These two can help to keep a child out of the school to prison pipeline and provide them a future of success. Many of us grew up knowing that there was a line between student and teacher and that teaching was typically a formal affair. This formal idea discourages that a teacher could be a friend or a mentor to the students. Being able to build relationships is fundamental to human nature, and it's important to humanize the subjects we teach. When we humanize education, it is an approach that embraces our complex identities. It embraces our stories, and it humanizes the subjects we teach. It makes school feel more real and not as if it's just something that we need to check off our list every day. According to Stacey Goodman, a writer for Edutopia, she mentions how teaching through relationships passes the students that a mystical threshold when formal knowledge leads to hidden knowledge. What is hidden is the process of discovery itself and the connections between thought, everyday life, and other seemingly unrelated ideas and disciplines. When students are able to make this connection via teaching through relationships, they begin to see themselves as co-learners along with their teachers. So education is not about the teacher being the leader or the ruler of the classroom. It is about learning together and understanding your students. When we take the time to build rapport, it is encouraging students to dive deeper into their learning. To build this restorative justice practice, we must first get to know our students' learning styles and where they are and their abilities. More importantly, we must get to know our we must get to know our students' interests, their personalities and their background. It helps us as teachers to understand their possibilities of growth and learning opportunities by each individual student. When we get to know our students, we're not only bettering them, but we're bettering ourselves as a teacher. So rather than making a child leave the classroom because of their misbehavior with the implementation of a zero tolerance policy, Rather than kicking out in the classroom, why do we not just sit down together and discuss how their behaviors negatively impacted others and how we can repair that as a team? Rather than just excluding the student, making them leave, why aren't we figuring it out together? It's important that we show empathy and understanding and realize that each student could have something going on behind closed doors that we can't even see. When we are naive to the fact that these students have their own lives and not every life is great, we're doing more harm to them. When school is an outlet and we're making it even harder, we're just forcing these students out of school and into prison. Using zero tolerance policies doesn't prevent the behavior from happening again, it just makes a student try not to get caught next time. Zero tolerance pushes students further and further away from the education system. Zero tolerance continues the school to prison pipeline. As future educators, we must implement relationship building to better the future of our students.